0: Thank you. Hello and welcome to Dateline New Haven. I'm Paul Bass, I you to look behind the headlines on the stories that make New Haven tick. It's headlines and baselines today where we take headlines from the New Haven Independent, do a little gloss on them, and then listen to music inspired by the news. Here was a headline this week, teens charged with $27,000 purple caper. On one level, this was a regular police story. So I've been a lot of shoplifting downtown, some vandalism, a lot of involves teenagers. And it took a couple months to investigate, but the cops say they found the kids, 13 to 16-year-old ones arrested, who were part of a group who broke the windows of sneaker junkies. That's on Chapel Street, across from the Green, right near college. And they stole $27,000 worth of merchandise. Then the same night, they allegedly took a stolen Carter, rhode island providence went to another outlet of the same store managed by the same people and stole more and in both cases it turns out this was interesting to me they took a brand called purple purple jackets they have sweatpants uh, jeans and this brand you can't get it a lot of places but you can get a sneaker junkies and it's one of those things kids feel like have to have so one reason these kids got arrested is they went on social media, posed in these clothes. And when detective, you know, some of the cops knew who was involved in stuff downtown, and it led to people. Cops went, detective went to one of the houses. kid was wearing some of the clothes, and there was more of the stuff all the way around the house. When I went in the store this week, I talked to one guy. He was buying a $600 sweatsuit. You know, the jeans are $395. I don't know, I guess, I don't know, maybe just out of it or something. I don't understand. I know this doesn't, this cuts across every demographic in society income, whatever else. The money people s- lay down for stuff sometimes just blows my mind. So I said, I see. like, why'd you spend $600 on a suit? So this guy's a musician, he does rap and some other stuff. And the guy who bought it for him helps promote his music. He said, when they see him on stage, they're going to say, that's money. Well, Harry Droz, our station manager, informed me that that's the same message that goes all the way back to the Wu-Tang clang and Cream: that's money.
1: Side, the New York Times side. staying alive was no job at second hands. Moms bounced on old man. So then we moved to Shallon Land. A young youth, you're rocking the go to. Low goose, only way I began to G York was drug loot. And let's start it like this, son. rolling with this one and that one. Pulling out gats for fun. But it was just a dream for the team who was a fiend. Started smoking rules at 16. And running up in gates and doing hits for high stakes. Making my way off fire skates. No question, I was speed for cracks and weed. The combination made my eyes bleed. No question, I would flow off and try to get the dough off. Sticking up, right boys or board boys? My life got no better. Same damn low sweater. Times is rough and tough like leather. Figured out I went the wrong route, so I got with a sick tight click and went all out. Catching keys from cross seas, rolling in MPVs every week. We made 40 G. Yo, brothers
2: respect mine. I ain't gonna take now. Chip move from the gate now. 15 a young buck Selling drugs and such, Who never had much Trying to get a clutch On what I could not touch the court In court ladies Short and face Incarceration Pacing No one upstates My destination Handcuffed the back Of a bust 40 of us Life as a shorty Shouldn't be so rough But as the world turned I learned life was hell Living in the world No different from a cell Every day I skate From taste Giving chase, Selling base, Smoking bones In the staircase Though I don't know Why I chose to smoke the time when I'm not depressed, but I'm still depressed, and I ask what's it worth, ready to give up so I seek the old earth, who explain working hard may help you maintain, to learn to overcome the heartaches and pain, We got stick-up kids, corrupt cops and crack rocks and spray shots, all in a block that stays hot, leave it up to me while I be living proof, Smoking cess, drinking beer, and ain't trying to hear what I'm kicking in his ear. Neglect for now, but yo, it got to be accepted. That what? That life is hectic. Cash moves everything around.
0: money according to wu-tang clan according to the purple buyers and people eaters and stealers at the clothing stores in new haven and beyond welcome to back to headlines baselines headlines from new haven independent the past week latest news latest gloss and latest music inspired by the news here's another headline Broadway L.L. Bean closing February 11th. Where's your violin, folks? Put it out. Is this the least surprising of any headline you've seen? Like people cared. A lot of people read the story. Good story by The um, Independent by Doreen. But you kind of knew it was happening ever since it opened a bunch of years ago. We kind of wondered what was doing there. There wasn't a lot there for an L.B. store. It's, a lot, it's smaller than most of their stores. And you never saw a lot of people in it. I tried to be buy a few things there to figure that maybe I'd convince myself I was a normal person who goes to stores and buy clothes, but it kinda cost a lot and it something ripped right away, they didn't replace it anymore, they don't have that policy anymore and I didn't kinda see the point. Wasn't useful? So it did close, they say they go to more stores that have bigger footprint. But Yale strategy, you know, people have been talking about this. And the kind of stores they're put in there, and it's not like it's the end of the world, people some people are happy to have an old bean there. They don't really care that some of these chains go out of business because they do go out of business quite a At so least stories say what what are they doing here and there are a lot of locally owned businesses too people miss that they're actually more locally you owned know, small businesses in that general area than they used to be it's not the else is putting chains but they they want to create this happened starting uh, two decades ago really they started making broadway when they wanted to make it in the image of princeton or parts of cambridge to try to lure the students and their families to think that everybody looks like brochures with the white people with the blow-dried hair or you know, expensive clothing or preppy clothing. And actually, even though it doesn't work for business, because usually, you no know, stores stay in business if they cater to people who are around there who want to come here. But truth, people got the outlet stores and the malls and the suburbs here. They don't need to come to New Haven for that. But Yale doesn't care because they have tens of billions of dollars to blow. And they play the long game, which is image and marketing. So they just want the people, they want to look like a postcard divorced from real life so that they can attract Certain people, they'd like to come to their campus who have certain views of who they are, what commercial options are marketed to people like them. So it's not good business for New Haven. It's not good for the city. But what's good for Yale isn't always good for the city. But in honor of L.L. Bean, I thought we should play something by L.L. Cool J. And again, Harry Jones came through for something he thought fits right here for what the market did to L.L. Bean in New Haven. Mama said, knock you out. Hello, Cool J. Mama said, "Knock you out." L.L. Bean got knocked out of New Haven's Broadway commercial corridor. Turns out that the brochures that Yaleys want to turn into real life haven't made a lot of business sense in our fair city. You're listening to the headlines and baselines. At WNHHFM headlines from the independent, baselines from the music verse. Here's a headline: Fired cop van. Driver. Let me say it again. Fired cop van driver wins arbitration. That was a story this week about Oscar Diaz. He's one of five cops who've been arrested, actually, for their handling of Richard Randy Cox. That was the guy who was arrested, put in a van that no, doesn't have seatbelts. Oscar was the driver. Oscar Diaz, and he slams on the brakes when he's speeding and looking at his phone at some intersection to avoid a car. Randy Cox's head slams against the wall. He calls out. He thinks he's been really hurt, maybe paralyzed, or his neck broke. And Diaz, I didn't know this, but apparently everyone has first aid training does, that you don't immediately get someone to the hospital for that. You don't transport them or lift them anywhere else. But Oscar put out a call on the radio, but then drove him to the lockup at the detention center. where for, He was there another, I think, 45 minutes or 25. I forget. But the cops believed he was faking Randy Cox. Dragged him on the ground, put him up in chairs, just kind of manhandled him. By the time he got to the hospital and he did have that neck injury, he was paralyzed. He won a record $45 million settlement from the city. Which led to some changes, including (laughs) seatbelts, not people in those vans, but also how things work at the detention center. And the other issues are, should they be criminal? libel? Oscar Diaz got fired and he took his case to a state arbitration panel. And the officer said, give him his job back. They said he did some stuff wrong. He shouldn't have been using his phone that way and he shouldn't have been speeding. But they felt the city never proved that his actions caused the injuries. Although you kind of think that driving was a big part. And they also showed that when he was at the detention center, he said, hey, maybe if he is hurt, we should take him to the hospital. But again, under the Police Accountability Act and other expectations articulated the police, you're supposed to not just speak up, which is hard to do. It's hard to speak up when you're fellow cops are kinda doing something wrong. And in New Haven we haven't supported people who do that. In fact we promoted a sergeant who almost killed an unarmed mentally ill person for no good reason until a fellow cop stopped him and that fellow cop got ostracized and we promoted the sergeant, the other guy, but that's another story. In this case, you know, people are upset about the ruling. The city says he's not get his job back. We're gonna get him de certified. We're gonna go to court to to um contest the ruling, and yet people do complain about the arbitration process. They say it makes it too hard to fire cops who do wrong. You know, an arbitration panel has three people. One is picked by unions, one is picked by management, so often they'll go the predicted ways, and there's a media person in the middle who's picked to be the deciding vote, basically, if there's any question, although there can be three to zero decisions. And this was a two-to-one decision, and this person did cast the deciding vote, and this person used to run the Department of Labor. And people also get upset with police unions because they sometimes do support really horrible behavior. They go above and beyond what it means to protect people's rights. But I'm concerned sometimes that people like me who are concerned when there's police misconduct and the need to hold people accountable and institutional barriers to that, they reflexively go against police unions when we same none of us who do that are for other unions. And we're against due process when people workers are accused of doing something wrong. We see that in a number of high-profile cases. They say, fire them now, rather than putting on a mystery of detail until the process plays out. And whatever you think about this ruling, I do think process matters and workers have rights. And even if you in individual cases disagree with how a union operates, we still need unions. Workers accused of misconduct deserve to have their day in court to be heard by neutral people. And if you don't like that outcome, it's still important to have that process. Or a, story. a lot of can, sings in this song I love. With a uh, duet with the rapper Tim Jen, not a duet, but a track he did with him. Everybody deserves a little mercy.
3: from home i work a lot on the down low i keep trying to be somebody somebody that they all know i double check my phone no new messages no missed calls everybody needs somebody to hold them too close i need a little mercy mercy i need a little mercy mercy I don't want to talk to God, I just want to smoke weed Mercy, mercy Devil's not in the details, She's on the front page We've been selling souls for some retail, maxing our minimum wage And I keep trying to take my money to the grave Need a little mercy mercy i need a little mercy mercy i don't want to talk to god i just want to smoke weed mercy mercy look hey mercy mercy no mercy a go low on gas Thank God for every time he saved my ass Like back when we was on the internet But we never cop nothing yeah. Listening to Kanye West Before we missed the old Kanye West Before we ever sip Coronas Or Corona ever had a stress Before we turned from God Cause we couldn't face our sins Before we ever really understood what that is Honestly, I wonder if we ever will I seen Kobe go so unexpected Wonder where his riches would've went if he ain't have a will Yeah, look, moral of the story, we ain't kids no more Yeah, moral of the story, you can't take it with you Yeah, moral of the story, everybody needs something to somebody Everybody needs a little mercy Mercy, mercy home
0: You. It's Mercy from Joy Olatakun, featuring Tim Jant. Joy Olatakun is definitely my favorite of this entire century, New Artist of the Century of the Cur- Original work is just amazing. Anyway, talk about mercy and shown to a cop who didn't show enough mercy to an arrestee. was paralyzed and complicated stuff. But important stuff, headlines and baselines. WNHHFM, New Haven's home for community radio. Here's a headline to one of my favorite reads in quite a while in the, in the Independent Philosopher Quizzed for Cop Case Jury. Some of us knew him, remember Anthony Zona. He was a lieutenant who was the top cop at Fairhaven, his kind of character. He retired, became just a beat cop in Stratford. He's 16. He still likes to be a police officer. But he didn't like what some of his colleagues did when they, he arrested someone, they brought him in the cell and beat the crap out of him. And like, uh, maybe not permanently paralyzed in the, the Rita case, but he had to go to um, the hospital. The FBI investigated. And his, he crossed, someone crossed the thin blue line because they told the FBI, and people got in trouble. And the department decided it was Tony, right or wrong, that he blew the whistle. And then he started getting what he said was discriminatory treatment, trumped up discipline. So he has sued. And wants justice for that. They had uh, jury selection started. One guy got up. He said, the question was, can you be unbiased? That's always the trick with a cop jury. Often police juries are very biased toward the police officers. Once in a while, it can go the other way. So one guy got up there. He said, I hate the cops. I hate the Stratford cops. They beat the crap out of me. So he, he got off the jury. Then there was an only a New Haven philosophical discussion with it. That's the meat of the article about a grad student who studies literature and philosophy and queer studies and other stuff. And they asked him about bias, and he, they went through a whole discussion, which was pretty deep about, you know, the discussion I wish they had had at the Senate hearings in Congress when they had those university presidents that are setting them up to beat them up for not saying simplistic things about who could say what about the war in the Middle East. And the, those university presidents, in my opinion, had a, the complete, correct, important position that you, you don't just shut down any discussion that you disagree with. Right, so if people support the Palestinian cause or even Hamas or Jihad, to say they do is not in and of itself grounds for silencing them or punishing them. That doesn't mean you support genocide or beating up people, and you can say that about both sides of the equation. And here he was just talking about bias and how it's a fungible concept It has a lot of fine, great points to it, which is pretty funny in the stand. And of course, the uh, the for cops lawyer wasn't any of it. Zona's lawyer, the great John Williams, wanted some of that sometimes i guess bob dylan would say and you'll see if you agree with him in this track that talking about a lot for a lot in the wrong circumstances or maybe not the most important outside of a classroom can sometimes add up to too much of nothing <laughs>
4: Nothing can make a man ill at ease One man's temper rises where another man's temper might freeze Now it's that day of confession and we cannot mock a soul or when there's too much of nothing, no one has control It's all been written
0: to valerie say hello to vivian send them all my salary on the waters of oblivion bobbed in on the band from the classic basement tapes not originally intended as an album one of my favorites with that kind of random absurdist lyrics sung with such seriousness of purpose which reflects how a lot of what gets spoken as yale interacts with new haven can be too much of nothing headlines and bass lines. Headlines from New Haven. Independent stories of the past week. Baselines from some of our favorite music. Here's a headline. Negron taps AI for community outreach. Negron is the superintendent of schools in New Haven. Getting off to a very serious start. She's trying to get stuff moving in the school system. And one thing she's trying to do is reach out to more parents, families, teachers, to get their input. It's a big system. So she's going to do a big survey and she wants to... Get people speak different languages. We have people who speak a lot of different languages in New Haven schools. It's going to use AI, which everybody's talking about these days. Everything's about AI. To try to parse, analyze those those ex- responses as well as translate them from different languages. Big data set. And the reason I'll admit that I'm one of those people who say everything's about AI. So this is about AI. That's this thing. Let's put AI in the headlines. Let's put AI in the story. I'm also one of those old farts who very skeptical of every new fad so i'm wondering what's ai going to do there and the two aspects of ai one is just using being able to comb through mountains and mountains of data huge data sets you can never do in your lifetime and just instantly find something out about them now what you find out is going to be useful and now it depends on humans program the ai and also you ai with the way it's been talked about nonstop stop last year and so much investment in the world financial investment going into it for the race for the next big hot insight and innovation is generative AI, meaning that's AI that doesn't just get the numbers and put them into packets and charts, but analyzes it the way a human being might. And that's, you know, exciting and scary to people, and they can write things the way a person can write things, and they can draw conclusions and summarize the way a human being would beyond a pure mathematical calculation so so i'm of those people skeptical of doing that like that's is that really going to get people to participate in the way they went otherwise and then when you get this ai report you're going to find something useful you didn't know from just hanging out with people sitting on their porch and or at school or just talking i don't know but that's that's sort of the luddite in me but I, I have been thinking, when I look at a story about it, everyone feels like they got to have AI. Every industry, it was sort of like with podcasts and the newsletters, everybody feels they have to do this latest thing, that that's going to give them the edge in business or communications or society. And obviously a lot of it turns out to be hype, but some of it ends up being useful. So I'm just thinking about that. I thought, believe it or not, of the Deborah Talent singing with the Weepies, where everybody feels like they got to have AI. And the, the creepy part, of course, and it's already been the subject of science fiction movies and TV shows about what happens when they become the human substitutes already. All the inventions, a lot of the inventions that gone to market are about AI that counsels a person, whether it's a chat box that helps you find answers to your question. Boy, do I want to break the computer when that happens. But also lonely seniors and AI sort of your friend. And you know, obviously began with Siri, but now it's getting much more intense. And what's going to happen when we evolve with whether it's brain implants, if Musk is right, or whatever other function that, or just our watches that monitor us and take in data and talk to us We're going to evolve partly into machines ourselves that other humans have programmed, and are the machines turning into people or not? I know that was always a, ooh, science fiction question, but it's actually the real question we're thinking about. So doubly on the song by the Weepies, I Gotta Have You, everyone feels like they gotta have AI, and are they going to feel at some point the way humans feel about other humans? (laughs)
5: And mean, looking at a worried scene, I try to make you mad at me over the phone, red eyes and fires and signs. I'm taken by a nursery rhyme. I wanna make the real sunshine, I never leave. sing
0: Step Talon, Gotta Have You. I always thought it was a nice song, as long as you don't think it's about AI, and then it gets kind of creepy. Headlines and bass lines, WNHHFM, stories from The Independent, songs from the world beyond. Here's a headline from The Independent this week. State honors Marcella Monk Flake. People know the Monk family in New Haven. They've been making music and making good things happen with young people, old people for more than half a century. The Monk family singers, they're very musical. They're playing out of the White Street, former synagogue church. They do a lot of church music. She was the founding executive director of Monk Youth Jazz for 37 years. She's been teaching, shaping city's talented and gifted program. Great family. They do cool things all over the city. And you know, the name Monk actually does put them in a family with the great Thelonious Monk the great i consider one of the greatest jazz musicians ever not that i know all the jazz musicians in history but i will say he's up there in the top one percent of my favorites for his interesting approach to rhythm his original phrasings of chords and uh, the measures of the beats and uh and he is one of their cousins or of a son of the family he does have a lot of links to new haven so in the tribute to Marcella and Thelonious Monk. I thought we'd play a Thelonious Monk song. This is from a 1953 recording in New York. It's an album called Monk on Prestige Records. Some of the tracks he plays with Sonny Rollins and Percy Heath. But on this track, he does have Art Blakey. That's a well-known person on the drums. And this is a track called Locomotive. monk with locomotive man i love his playing you know you know he always gets a good theme that has a little bit of an off kilter beat to it that isn't really off kilter when it's coming from him because it comes out naturally and then when he does his solo like the other solos are great you know you could hear any high quality jazz song but when he starts playing the piano every little mini explosion of sound is so unpredictable you don't know what's going to come out of his head when it gets translated to his finger. I just love listening to that. Anyway, that was an honor of Marcella Monk Flake, who is related, as is the whole Monk family, to Thelonious Monk. The New Haven Monks and Flakes are related to Thelonious Monk, the great jazz musician, and their great musicians in their own honor. If Marcella got Connecticut Arts Hero Award this week, you listened to headlines and bass lines. I think one of the biggest stories this week, Maya McFadden was on the scene. Lady Governor's Taste Victory. So it's 11th game of the season for the Varsity girls basketball team at Wilbur Cross. And they're young this year, so starting out. And a bunch have been injured. So they haven't been winning. In fact, the first 10 games they didn't win. It's been interesting to follow the season because they can still find meaning in it. They don't seem super discouraged when Maya watches them and talks to them. They're trying to learn up their game and not just see sports. <coughs> yes, sports, you're supposed to try to win. That makes it a game, the competition. To have it in perspective is kind of interesting. It's not a war. It's not you get, it's only one side gets to be valuable. I'm not talking about like the T-ball thing where everybody gets an award and everybody wins. I'm saying that it's not just about the score. It's about the quest. And the score, they did win. Three seconds to go. Zaria Pratt sank a free throw and they won 30 to 29. So I think they can all join Mahalia Jackson in singing I'm On My Way because the lady governor has won victory under the belt. They're on their way.
6: On my way to Canaan land. I'm on my way, to Canaan land. On my way, Canaan land. Ooh, on my way, glory, hallelujah. I'm on my way. Well, I'm on my way to Canaan land. I'm on my way for Canaan land On my way Canaan land On my way Glory, hallelujah I'm on my way I had a mighty hard time But I'm on my way Won't go. Please don't hinder me. If you won't go, don't hinder me. On my way, glory, hallelujah. On my way, I had to pray so hard. Lord, I'm on my way. I had to pray so hard, but I'm on my way. I had to pray so hard On my way, on my way Glory, hallelujah, I'm on my way You know I'm falling and rising But I'm on my way You know I'm falling and rising Yes, I'm on my way I'm falling and 'Cause
0: Jackson is on her way to Canaan land. And so are the lady governors at Wilbur Cross. They won their first game and nothing's going to stop them now. Nothing's going to stop New Haven now. Thanks for listening today to Headlines and Baselines. Thanks to Harry Droves, not only the best station manager in the multiverse, but for his help in broadening what kind of music you hear on this show. had some fun additions to the music today. going to take it out with the Afro-Semitic experience performing I wish I knew how it would feel to be free from the group CD A Plea for Peace this is Paul Bass inviting you to fly free with us all day and all night long at WNHH New Haven's home for Community Radio